Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of Talking City. Uh, my name's Simon Bykowski. I'm joined today by Richard Bay and Stuart Brennan to discuss the win over Chelsea. Stu, you were at the game. What did you make of it? I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I know a lot of City fans. I mean, I said it was it was the best team performance of the season. Um, I've had a few City fans of around my kind of vintage saying it's the best uh, complete City performance they've, they've seen in their lifetime. Um, it didn't strike me as that uh, at the time, but I think looking back on it, in many ways, it probably was. You know, because I, I, I think from one to eleven, every player on the pitch performed, and it's not often you get that. And of course, it's a very good sign because last season City didn't do very well against the other the other top teams. You know, they beat Arsenal at home, they beat United away, but uh, you know, slipped up in just about all the other games against uh, top six teams. Um, so the fact that they've they've pulled out the stops and and produced from one to eleven in a game of that magnitude against the reigning champions on their own turf, coming off the back of a great win at Atletico Madrid. Is uh, is a very positive sign, I think. Rich, what what did you make of the way City set up? Obviously, without Mendy and Aguero, um, we thought they'd they'd struggle without those players, but they they seem to do fine. Yeah, I think it sort of uh, highlights the adaptability within this City side. Um, saw a stat; it was a uh, Chelsea's second lowest um, percentage they've had at home since two thousand and three. So it shows just how City subdued them and completely dominated proceedings. Um, I think it's interesting, that, like you said, about the way City didn't have Aguero, didn't have Mendy. There's lots of questions asked, and when we saw the lineups, a few eyebrows were raised from some City fans, thinking they go, they really are, really are going for this. And I think it highlights the uh, the confidence within the squad. I think, it, like I said, like Stu says, well, it was a one to eleven performance. At the end, it's so difficult to pick just one player who was paramount in the victory. Delph again at left back was phenomenal, really, and I know people are saying that. Mendy's a long-term injury it probably makes sense to get someone in but it showed the character that City have and that every player is buying into the philosophy that Pep Guardiola's put on the squad really I mean let's talk about Fabian Delph for a minute because he seems to sum up the the joy that the team are playing with at the minute he's taken his chance um Stu did you think he'd get a chance this season um I thought if he stuck with it you know you're always going to get injuries but no I, I never thought he'd be a He'd become a, a key member of the squad, which is all of a sudden has become. Um, in a way, I mean that role suits him. We all wondered whether he'd be a left back. I didn't think he'd play at Chelsea because I thought they bought Danilo for that specific purpose. Obviously, mainly as cover for Kyle Walker, but also because he could play left back. And at the start of the season, he played in that position when Walker wasn't available. Uh, sorry, when uh, when Mendy wasn't available. Um, but. Uh, in a lot of ways, it suits him because Pep had him playing. You know, he was overloading the midfield, or he was matching what Chelsea had in midfield by getting Delph and Walker to uh, to come inside. So after time, Delph was finding himself in his in his favourite position. You know, as a as a as a central midfielder, 
So uh, playing in that role suited him down on the ground. I saw one City fan tweet on the on the way home um, that he was the best left back in the Premier League, which is perhaps a little <laughs> bit premature. But on that performance, you've got to say, I mean, Pep got Pep got the selection bang on. You know, we, we doubted it when we saw it. We thought Chelsea would target Delph. Um, I didn't. didn't. It. <laughs> I knew for sure. Yeah. I mean, the other thing we we, we got to mention, we said it was a one to eleven performance, but I don't think we can underestimate Guardiola's input into this. I thought the tactical battle, he won it hands down against Conte, who who was himself a bit of a master tactician. You know, he, he kept Sane and Sterling wide. That kept their wing backs pinned back, um, opening up space for Silver and De Bruyne to 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 run the game a little bit more and. and Chelsea tried to react to that in the second half and ended up just in, in even more straits. You know, they tried to they tried to nullify De Bruyne, they tried to nullify Silva, and uh, it it just opened up for other players. And that's the beauty of it when you've got eleven footballers on the field. No matter what you do to react to it, you, you're going to give space and freedom to some some somebody else. And that's that's exactly what happened with City. I mean, Guardiola spoke after the game about how they've been working with Delph in this position and bringing him on but I mean with a number of players his coach's influence seems to be taking hold doesn't it? Yeah definitely I mean this season almost every City player has gone up a level really to something we didn't know Um, there's questions last season that we said De Bruyne was he world class I think he's proving it now I was saying to you early um, when De Bruyne was signed 63 million people were calling him the Chelsea flop De Bruyne 63 million wouldn't get you his right foot at the moment, would it? Mm. Never mind his left that he scored with. Um, he's been superb this season. I think every City player has. Like we said, there's a special mention at the back. Delft's fantastic, but John Stones has been excellent this season. Edison and Goal's been a revelation. I think it's seven clean sheets and just nine appearances for him. I know City fans love him. Um, Kyle Walker as well. I know lots of City fans have been saying that there's a few question marks about him, about if he would be good enough and justify the fee. Obviously, it's early days for Carl Walker, but every player seems to be in that Guardiola mould at the moment. The blueprint that he sets, the sort of archetypal side, passing side, dominate the play. And every player, like you said, is a part of it. Every There's no real weakness when City get going at the times. Delft, like you said, might have been an area that Chelsea wanted to, to exploit. But if City are keeping the ball and, like you said, Delft's getting into central areas and playing it out wide, he doesn't need to defend. And I know people might say, oh, what if City come up against an even better side? But there's not many better sides than Chelsea at home, especially after they've just beaten Atletico, one of the best sides in Europe away. So We have been here before, Stu. City, top of the league last year, won the first 10 games in all comps. What is to say that that won't happen again? Well, it's football, nothing is to say it won't happen again, but you, you look at what City have got. Uh, it's like Rich just said, they've all stepped up a level from last season. Uh, at this point in the season, you know, Kolarov hit the self-destruct button after, after being hailed as the best centre-half in Europe by Pep at one point. Uh, he, then, he then very quickly proved he, he perhaps wasn't the best centre-half in East Manchester. Um, and Stones also, mistakes started to creep in, doubt started to creep into his game. And as Rich just said, Stones has really moved on. Uh, I've just been writing a piece about how Vincent Company said that he would become one of the world's great defenders. Uh, he said he told, told me that in May. Um, but in a way, it's sort of taken Company's absence for him to really start fulfilling that. He's, uh, I think in, in Company's absence, Stones has really stepped up 
and take taking the responsibility on his own shoulders. And I think he's he's becoming a better player. Company said that how difficult it is playing centre back in that. I mean, Pep said it himself as well. How difficult it is playing centre back in in a Pep Guardiola team. Because you've not only got in in the Premier League, you've not only got to be a typical English stopper who's who's able to handle the physical stuff when you're playing Andy Carroll or or Lukaku or you know any of the other big lads that you're going to come up against. You've also got to be able to to play as well and getting those two, getting the balance right between those two sides of your game and putting them both together is really really tough. And Stones is only 23. You know, people think of him as being an experienced player. He's still a still a young lad. certainly in centre back terms. Um, and he, he's he's really stepped up. Uh, the two fullbacks, I know Mendy's out uh, long term, but they they made a difference. Um, and they, they've just got so many. They've got more options than they had last season as well. As well as the fact that Guardiola's philosophy is really kicking in, you can see that the players believe in it now. You can see that they're enjoying playing that way. They look at this point like last season. They had a couple of bad results. You know, they, they drew up at Celtic. Uh, they lost badly at Tottenham. And all of a sudden, the doubts set in. But you can see now that they're enjoying it, they're believing it, they're confident in it, and they're confident in their own ability. And I think that's a big difference from last season. And I think one thing as well is that they were conceding goals when they were winning at the start last season. And when Celtic and then Tottenham were exposing them about this time, the faults were easy to see. But how how do you stop this City team? I guess that's up to the rest of the Premier League to find out, isn't it? It's it's a difficult one, and I guess we said last season lots of uh, City's undoing was actual individual errors that seem to have been cut out. I know you can say that being the pessimist, there's only a matter of time before one's inevitably going to creep in. That's just the way football is. But I feel like City at the moment they're going. <clears throat> it's interesting to see them win because the usual excuse is what if they go for an injury crisis? And relatively speaking, they they kind of are. They've lost their main full-back. They've lost their main striker, really. Um, I know Jesus is the heir to Aguero's throne, but Aguero, I still think, is the main man for, for City. If, if there's a one-on-one chance, you want to fall to him. So, for City, they need to keep doing what they do. I, I mean, on Sat- Saturday against Chelsea, it showed the, the belief in Pep because the game could have been lost at times. City were dominating. They had a few chances, but they, they weren't breaking Chelsea down and getting that final killer pass. But they persevered, and I think that's the difference this season. City are confident in their belief, and I feel that the only way to beat them, really, is to catch them on an off day, because when City are at their best, they are the best team in the league, I think. I don't feel there's any challenge. And can we have a bit of praise um, for Nicholas Otamendi as well? Because I, I, among others, have uh, criticised him in the past, but and certainly at the start of the this game after the international break against Liverpool he was being torn apart and it looked like a matter of time before City had conceded but they've now they've played seven games since that Liverpool one and they've conceded one goal um, is he up there with Stones do you think? He, he just adds something else I mean he's, he's a, a game like, like well the way he played on Saturday it was all about sort of rugged defending you know he was diving in putting his head in the way of things he was he was getting stuck into tackles. I mean, he he did make a a rick towards the end. I mean, I think it was highlighted on match of the day the fact that Chelsea were pressing, trying to get an equaliser in the last couple of minutes, and he just dived in into a tackle. I think it was on William, wasn't it? Over by the touchline, giving che- well, William was absolutely nowhere. Just stand him up. He dived in, gave a free kick away, 
and all of a sudden Chelsea got the chance to put the ball in the box. So, you know, he still has those edges to his game. But yeah, he did. He had, he had a, apart from that, he had he had an excellent game, and, and you know, he he played to his strengths. The, the the persistent problem with Otamendi, as as we saw against Liverpool, is is his lack of pace. If you if they can isolate somebody against him, but you know the. City are dealing with that, you know, they're dealing with that mainly by keeping the ball and not letting people get isolated on him. But that that is a problem. You talk about who, who's gonna who's gonna undo City this season. It will be somebody who has pace, who who can get in that channel between Otamendi and the left back. Because um, Del Del played well, but you know he's still a raw left back. Uh, I think that that's a weakness that is going to be exploited. It's going to be exploited on both sides of the defence as well, maybe. So presumably, it doesn't need a a top team to expose that it just needs a, a good manager and a pacey forward yeah yeah some, some, yeah. but then again you've got to have a team who's, who's going to who can play really well on the break if you get a team that can do that you know City do commit men forward they commit the full backs forward and that's what leaves those gaps that's what Liverpool exploited and then it was a crazy decision for me Liverpool took off uh, Salah at half time he was giving Otamendi nightmares. I know you're down to ten men, but don't don't take off the one player who's absolutely tearing City apart and giving them problems. You know, if you've got ten men you still need that if you're gonna get back in the game. Uh so yeah, I mean it, it just it needs uh, it needs a combination of those factors. So such a good spell for City. Um just gone the top of the league, one two in Europe. No Premier League action now for two weeks. Has it come at a bad time this latest international break? It, I think for City, it does. After that Chelsea win, particularly, they just want to get out there and get some more wins on the board because I feel every team in the Premier League would fear playing City now, especially considering City's next four fixtures are all at home. It's got to be a tough place to go there, Etihad. And I feel at the moment City are just hitting their stride. It is a bit of a nuisance, and maybe the momentum will be uh, be lost a little bit. And I know hindsight will tell us really, but the international break City already have two first team players out injured. Um, fingers will be crossed for from Pep Guardiola as he watches from behind the sofa. I think when Belgium and everyone plays, so it's it's going to be difficult for for City to maybe pick it up again. Um, October looks like a month where City can can get a few more wins under their belt at least. Um, Napoli in the Champions League is going to be maybe the toughest test that they have, and they've also got a Carabao Cup game against Wolves, but. It's going to be interesting to see that cup game, to see how Pep approaches it. Of course, against West Brom, he played a very strong side. He uh, he has youth and he has a lot of depth in the squad, but he, he likes to keep that core uh, sort of set of players playing as regularly as possible. And I think that's interesting. Like Stu was saying earlier about um, Otamendi and Stones, um, not conceding many, but you've got to remember, there's still a fresh partnership. Um, maybe that's why they've not conceded so many lately because they're sort of understanding each other's game a bit more when Otamendi does make a rash run forward sometimes Stones comes in and covers and it's interesting as well as you said that Stones 23 years old and he's maybe the experienced centre-half for City at the moment so I think all going well City should be able to continue this run Um, I think it all depends on that first game back Um, if they can get a win against Stoke I believe then they should be back into full swing really is that game kind of the perfect game for them, Stu, to come back and keep up that momentum, Stoke at home? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I mean, we've seen Stoke upset City in the past, you know. Uh, Mark Hughes has a bloody-minded approach uh, whenever he plays against City. 
and City have been so much better away from home, I think, this season. You know, we've seen them play well at home, but I think they've been brilliant away from home. We saw that, especially at Chelsea. Um, what what Stoke will bring is is the same kind of de- defence that we've seen other teams set up. They'll have to get men behind the ball, uh, and then they'll look to hit City on the break with, uh, you know, with the players that they've got. Um so I'm, I'm not sure it is. I mean, everyone's talking about this run of home games, as, as Rich mentioned, but I think City would prefer to play the rest of the season away from home the way they've been going. Uh, having said that, you know, I mean, the, the way the, the way it's going, we, we find the international fortnight painfully dull, don't we? You know, as as do most Premier League fans, I think. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure if you're going away on England duty, like, you know, Stones and Sterling and Delph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not forgetting Delph. Um if you're if you're going away in England duty, if that was me, I, I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't wait be out to wait until I got back to playing for City. You know, you're going into an England setup. Who cares, really? You know, bring Stoke on. You know, let's get back and get 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 the juices flowing again and get that the kind of football because it's, it's it must it's a joy to watch. So it must be an absolute joy to play in as well. And I'm I'm a break and go off and play for dull old England. Must be uh, must be a shocker for them. Yeah, and um, I mean Sterling didn't have. The best time, the last time he was on England duty, he was subbed at half time against Malta. But him and the rest of them must at least go to the rest of the squad with such a, a spring in the step now because the top of the league and they're playing so well. It must sort of give them a boost to be able to um, boast, I guess, to, to the rest of their England teammates. Yeah, and I guess especially a World Cup next year, these players maybe aren't starters for England week in, week out. I mean, Stones, I think, is probably England's first choice centre-back on his day alongside Cahill. Um, Sterling, you could, can't really guarantee him to start at the, every game. Um, and Fabian Delph, there were some questions asked initially about why he was in the squad. He proved himself on Saturday, but he will want to go to the World Cup. I think he will be hungrier. And for us, yeah, it's a bit of a nuisance, the international break. But I think the City fans, like you said, will have a spring in their step. Um, the City players will want to prove to Gareth Southgate that they are capable of being in the England squad and doing the the good for them next summer in Russia. It's it's going to be difficult for for them really to keep up that momentum. And you wonder maybe we would talk about can City keep this feel good factor going? Does going to play for England against these smaller European nations is that the same level? Is it maybe going to be a drop in standards for them in a way? But I feel there's just enough sort of personal ambition in each City player for them to keep these standards high and to, to be back round to go when they play Stoke. And there's there's certainly competition for places at City that they've all got to be at the top of their game to to keep in the side. Uh, what does Bernardo Silva have to do to get into the team after the break? He has to kick David Silva in training. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean... It... Players have to be left out, but he'll get his he'll get his chances. You know, Silver David Silver isn't going to play all season. De Bruyne isn't going to be able to play all season, and I think Bernardo has shown what he's got. And the other thing that he's he's shown whenever he's been on the field, he runs around like a lunatic. You know, I've never seen. I, I think the last last player I saw, I mean, Gabriel Jesus does it to be fair, but I, I think that Bernardo Silver, the way he tries to close down, is the closest thing I've seen to Carlos Tevez. I mean, I still remember Tevez in, in about, I think it was his second game for City, uh, chasing a completely hopeless cause. It was a pass back to the keeper. Uh, and he must have run 60 yards to try and close the keeper down. The keeper 
could see him come in and just lift and hoof the ball upfield. Teased him a little bit, let him run as run and run, and then hoofed it upfield. And Tevez literally dived like a goalkeeper dived to try and block the clearance. It was just it was just the act of a complete madman. And uh, Silver hasn't done that yet. Bernardo Silver hasn't done that yet. But he's he's done everything. But you know he's he's closing down his his classic Guardiola. Uh, he do, he does it in in tandem with the other players, which is which is what Pep wants wants him to do. But he does it solo as well. You know he chases everything. And uh, that that will have caught Pep's eye, but he's got tons of quality as well as we've seen. But he, he was like coming back to training. That's a problem, you know. He, he was with Portugal at the Confederations Cup, uh, so he was like back to training. So he's, he's just been a little bit behind everyone else, and we're only only just sneaked into October. So it's going to be a long season, and I'm sure we'll see an awful lot more of him as the season goes on. Well, there you have it. Bernardo Silva's a madman, and all <laughs> things are well at City. Uh, we'll be back to uh, to discuss the latest goings on from the international break and more news from City. But uh, thanks for joining us today.